Here we are today, everybody. This is Betsy. Welcome to the Here We Are Today podcast. This is the show about the joys and challenges of the human experience. And I share tools, perspectives, insights, stories from my life experience and also from the almost 6,000 one-on-one coaching sessions that I've conducted as a coach, a variety of types of coaching, life coaching, business coaching, and executive coaching. And this show is unedited. It's done in one take. And sometimes it's fun. Thanks for being here. Here we are today. Hello, everybody. It is January 6th, 2022. This is Betsy. Welcome to Here We Are Today. Here we are today, everybody. Um, today, I've been thinking a lot about the concept of planning. You may have been thinking a lot about planning because it's the beginning of the year. So people think, I got to do my planning for you, my yearly planning. And I saw a post from... Morgan Harper Nichols and I actually don't know their pronouns. Um, their title on their Instagram is autistic artist and writer. And I followed them on Instagram. And today the post was, it does not make you any less of an adult if you do not have a game plan for every single thing. Let that in to every cell of your body. (laughs) Allow it to give your permission to give yourself some gentleness around maybe the pressure you're putting on yourself to have a plan, a game plan for every single thing. And here at the beginning of the year, you know, I often as a coach, you know, many clients come and say, hey, I want to make a plan. Let's make a plan. I want to talk about my plan. And I'm heavily involved in that and have made many plans and coach people on making many plans in many aspects of life. And one of the things that I don't, I think I'm getting better at kind of articulating the concept um, of how I approach things, but I think that really it is that I like to challenge the assumptions that we have around some of these behaviors that we get into around lots of things related to life, business, and in specifically to challenge the assumption that we need to plan for everything. And maybe you don't have that assumption. Maybe you think, well, Betsy, I don't have to plan for everything. Um, And maybe challenge the assumption that you need to plan for anything. Okay, now we're talking, right? Now I've got your attention because you're thinking, well, of course you need to plan for some things. But I don't know that you or even for myself that I have connected into the appropriate level of planning for me. (laughs) So let me give you some examples because I'm talking about this very uh, ambiguously. So let's use vacation as an example. So let's say you and I, uh, we're going on a vacation together. We're friends. We're going on a vacation. And you can pick the place uh, in your mind. Where are we going on vacation? Okay. So you pick this place that we're going on vacation. You may be asking yourself, why is why are Betsy and I going on vacation? 
it's just a fun mental thought experiment. Okay, we can both bring our families and whoever we want to bring, right? But we're going on vacation. And how do you like to vacation? Are you someone, are you thinking, okay, I've picked my place. So let's say that you've picked the place and the place is Yosemite National Park. Okay, this is where we're going to go. Now, are you somebody who, okay, I want to plan out what we're going to do. Are you, are you going to want to plan out the hikes? How much do you want to plan out? How much of the meals do you want to plan out? How much of any of the other kind of activities do you want to plan out? Now, Yosemite brings to mind certain things like, okay, hiking and other outdoor activities and rock climbing and other things like that. Also, it brings to mind camping. So we say to ourselves, okay, there's a certain amount of planning that we need to do, uh, probably in order to have a fun time, which is certainly if we're camping, we need to plan out our food if we're bringing all our food in. So there's a lot of reasonable areas to think about planning. And let's pick another location like Hawaii. Okay. Let's say you're going on vacation in Hawaii. And you think, well, I want to do uh, this kind of activity and that kind of activity. I want to do this kind of hiking and I want to go to this kind of meal. So how much do you like to plan? I know some people who like to plan out their entire vacations. They like to know what they're doing every single day and they plan it out. Are you that person? Or are you the person who says, I want to see how I feel that day. I have an idea of the things that I want to do. There are these three things I want to do while, you know, while I'm in Hawaii. And, you know, I want to swim with the manta rays in the bay off the big island by Kona. Okay, I want to do that. I don't know which day I want to do it, but I want to do that. I also want to go paddle boarding. And I want to get some shaved ice. <laughs> I guess we know it's on my list. <laughs> um, so I gave another option, which is have some things in mind and then feel into when it's appropriate. And then other people might think, you know what? I'm working so hard and everything in my life. I'm just going to think about it when I get there and we'll just see what happens. Those are three very, three different approaches to vacation in terms of how much planning does a person want to do. And everyone's different. So that's an example of vacation. Uh, but let's look at other areas. Like how much planning do you want need to do? Now, as I go into this, notice if you're starting to feel overwhelmed because I'm going to start going into all these areas and you might think, well, I didn't think about that area. I need to do planning that area. There's an area in life I do a lot of planning and that's meal planning. Nobody is better than at this than my sister, Diana. Shout out to my sister, Di, for being an incredible meal planner um, and having a ton of organization around it, planning, et cetera. And I've learned a lot from her and I've really developed some habits around how I plan meals for my wife and I, and I love to cook. So there's a certain things that I do. Like on Sunday, I sit down and I think about all the meals for the week and I plan out what food, what food I have, what food I need. And, and then I order, order those things and get it all going. So for us with the values that we have around eating and what types of foods we want to eat and how we want to do that and also not be dining out because often the food isn't as quite as healthy and, and it's also more expensive. 
then we want to be able to plan well so that we can be in alignment with our values. Another area would be health. Like, do you have health? I mean, I know food's related to health, but like exercise, mental health, therapy, if that's an option for you, um, meditation, mindfulness. I'm giving things that are in my value set. So yours may have many different things that I didn't just mention, but what are the health related things? Is it that you want to go for a walk in the morning? Is it, what is it? And do you plan for those things? So in my life, I ride the Peloton. I love riding the Peloton. I don't think this is any secret to anybody because I constantly talk about it because I'm so grateful to have a Peloton. A lot of people think a Peloton is expensive. It is upfront. And when you look at how much money people spend on gym memberships, even if it's a $30, $40 gym membership over the course of time and don't go, some people say the Peloton really is more accessible than it's made to seem. Um, but the app does cost money every month. I'm not saying it's not expensive. I'm just saying, you know, I've known people who've paid for a gym membership $60 a month for three years and not gone. So, I mean, that's making its way towards a Peloton by that point. Right. Um, okay. Maybe four years. Uh, but anyway, I love riding the Peloton and in the morning, the way that my routine is and the way that my life is that my wife and I are here. We don't have any kids that we, I walk my dog and then I many mornings will then get on and ride the Peloton. It's, is, is it that I'm planning for it? Well, I don't plan work earlier so that it doesn't interfere with the time that I might want to ride the Peloton, but I also don't mark it off on the calendar. I don't say these days I'm going to do it because some days I don't feel like it. I don't feel, feel tired. or I don't feel good. Like today, I don't feel that great. I didn't feel like doing it. I end up riding several times a week, maybe three, four, five times a week, um, depending on how I'm feeling or what's going on. And I don't, I don't track it. It's just that I like doing it and I do it. So that's not something I necessarily plan for, but I'm drawn to doing it. Um, I was a financial coach for seven years, profitability coach, business coach, and talked to clients about personal finance. There's a lot of planning involved there. You want to plan to save for something. You want to plan for a time when you want to not have to work. Some people call that retirement. Um, you want to plan for the giving that you are, um, the, where you're putting your money. You want to plan for community support and, and reparations, my, some call micro reparations. You want to be able to contribute funds to people that you're getting a lot of great learning and information from. Maybe these are teachers and leaders and activists online, Instagram, and you want to give to their Patreons as you learn from them. Maybe you want to take classes. You want to plan for that. You Maybe you want to uh, plan for having a family. I mean, there's so many financial things. Gosh, I mean, do you really want to li listen to me list out all of the areas we could be planning to put money? But let me ask you this. I've just talked about planning a lot. What area of life do you feel like when you really check in on your heart you, you really in your heart feel you'd like to and you need to put in a little more time around planning. What comes to mind? And then my encouragement to you is to look at your week and see if you can set aside even just 30 minutes. 30 minutes can be a lot depending on what area you're thinking about. 
But just starting with, even if you started with 20 minutes to say, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to begin to think about planning in this area. Then we can ask ourselves, okay, what's an area of life where you feel like you should do some planning, but you're kind of resistant or you're not quite sure? Listen to that. I can tell you that in business, I, early in my career, was very detailed with my planning and strategy and all of that. Very, very detailed. I made a three-year business plan when I was 21 years old. By 24, I hit everything in it. Um, and I, I do plan, I do plan for my business now, but I don't plan to the same degree. And I have opened up to a slightly different way of engaging with business. And I don't think that planning a high degree of detailed planning is appropriate for everybody's business. And it's not always been appropriate for mine. And you might say, Betsy, I've never, uh, you got to plan for your business. Of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's things that you do need to plan for, but sometimes there's a, there's, when we turn the volume up too high on planning, it becomes control. And if we go from planning or setting intentions and setting goals and setting a plan of action in order to accomplish those goals, and we turn that up a little high and we get overly intense about it and overly focused about it, we can get blind, we can get shielded to not be able to see a wider perspective and it can turn into control and it can actually shut down possibilities. I have seen people in their business get so focused on planning and sticking with the plan that they are not seeing bigger opportunities for impact that are in alignment with their values. So my challenge to you is first of is to challenge the assumption that you have to do a, a high amount of planning and everything. And I, I didn't address I didn't address something else about planning that I think is really, really important. And that is in leadership development, executive coaching that I've been doing over the last many years. And I work with many executives. I work with, I mean, I've, I've worked with people in business. I work with people in healthcare. I've worked with people who are entrepreneurs. When I say in business, I mean like corporate tech companies is that the amount of time that companies are able to plan ahead is getting shorter and shorter. Not surprisingly, with the with the pandemic and all the changes related, that it's harder and harder to plan further out because there's so much change happening so fast. And so who do you want to be in an environment that's so that's changing so quickly? And how can you take the elements of planning that have really helped you in the past, the core of that, of that planning, the part of you that knows this part of planning is really important to me. I know I need to plan out, let's say for my business, I need to plan out. Um, I know the length of time I need to plan out for revenue and expenses and get some estimates and projections for that, particularly maybe if you have employees and you want to create some consistency there, certainly. So you may be thinking that, right? Like these are the core elements. But as you're thinking about it, 
ask yourself, how has planning to a high degree maybe made it hard for you to adapt in the moment, made it hard for you to be flexible? And so I think that for me, I strive to have a balance of setting intention and creating a plan and then also be able to let go and practice being adaptable and flexible in the moment and really listening and paying attention to what's currently happening and allow myself to adapt and adjust. That's what's appropriate for me. So in the end, I just want to reiterate this quote from Margaret Harper Nichols for you because I think that as we think about these areas of planning and all that you want to be planning in your life and in your world, I said before, it can feel very overwhelming. And you may be thinking, I'm not doing a good job at life. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm, And then you might start beating yourself up. And so I just want to offer to you this quote from, from Morgan, which is, it doesn't make you any less of an adult if you do not have a game plan for every single thing. And maybe in certain areas that are popping into your heart and mind right now that you think, you know what, maybe that's an area I don't need to do a lot of planning right now. Maybe I just need to be and let things move move and process to work through. And I am excited for you to explore and discover what you learn about yourself, about where you do want to, let's go to the volume up, volume down, where you want to turn the volume up on some planning, schedule some time for that. And in the areas where you're going to give yourself permission to not have a game plan. Maybe it's setting an intention. Maybe it's a way of being. Maybe it's that you're going to, maybe the plan is that you want to practice adhering to a specific value. And here's how you'll know that you're doing that. Maybe that's the plan. Let's get creative, everyone. This world is shifting and changing so quickly. And I think that it could be really helpful to give ourselves some freedom from the constraints that have served us in the past, but maybe it won't serve us so much moving forward. Sending you so much love today from the Coachy Coach, Betsy, today with some coaching topics. Um, I look forward to talking to you soon. And at the end of these episodes, when you hear me kind of pause a little bit, it's because my computer locks up and then I have to use my password again. So you hear that little, that's the closing music. Um, Sending you lots of love. Have a great night. Talk to you soon.